Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge, on Yahoo Sports Radio. Talk of Fame Network's brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly and whose doesn't, log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing that computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Welcome back to hour number two. Coming up in this hour, our historian John Turney, pro football journal, and former running back Clint Jones, the second pick of the 1967 draft, the first combined NFL-AFL draft, and that was held 50 years ago this year. But first, I promise you, we'd hear more about Tom Brady, and you know what? We're going to, from ESPN's John Clayton, who's coming to us today from the draft in Chicago. John's the... Senior member of the Hall of Fame's Board of Selectors. Yes, I said senior member, which means he's been on the board longer than anyone. And he's here to bring some perspective, levity, something, sanity, I don't care, to the latest Tom Brady decision. John, hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for rejoining us. Thanks for coming back. Thank you so much. Now, you're saying I'm old? Is that what it is? Uh, <laughs> you're senior. Senior, senior. No senior moments, senior though, John, member. please. <laughs> no, I, I don't want to be the senior member of anything, John, but that's your choice. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> I know. Well, hey. Facts are facts. Well, numbers don't lie. Numbers, numbers don't, lie. don't lie, John. And you've been on this board longer than anyone else. So let's just get straight to the heart of this thing. If this is the end of the Deflate Gate story, and I'm not sure it is, but it seems like it might be. But if it is, what damage does this do to Tom Brady's legacy? And could it affect his Hall of Fame candidacy? Certainly, uh, it's going to be a little bit of a a downturn, I guess you could say, but I don't think it's going to affect anything as far as a Hall of Fame. I mean, because once he won that last Super Bowl beating Seattle, at least in my opinion, he became the greatest quarterback in Super in NFL history, you know, passing Joe Montana, passing Johnny Unitas. And so, uh, you know, number one, and again, we're supposed to consider uh, the things on the field, and I know this could be considered slightly on the field because of footballs uh, supposedly that go on to the field, but no. I th- it's not going to change my opinion on him. I mean, he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. He's right now, in my opinion, the best quarterback who's ever played the game. He's earned that, even though certainly you can look at the uh, incident and say, all right, it's going to pull him down a little bit, but it's not going to pull him out of the number one slot, in my opinion. John, we had Hall of Famer Charles Haley on our show last summer, and we asked him who he'd rather have, Joe Montana or Tom Brady, and he was rather emphatic. Joe Montana or Tom Brady? Joe Montana. Um, Joe didn't have teeth. Yeah. Hello. You know what? I've lost respect. I've lost all respect because, you know, when when your your integrity is is challenged in the game of football, now all his Super Bowls are tainted. All his Super Bowls are tainted because of what's going on. Because you got to say, okay, it just didn't happen overnight. So, John, do you agree or disagree with Haley? Well, I mean, I'm still sticking by Tom Brady. I mean, it does taint him, but it doesn't change it. But I, I now put him over Montana. Now, remember, I didn't play on a team with Joe Montana. I covered the league at that time. I covered Joe Montana games. I grew up in Pittsburgh where he grew up. I knew his father very well. But, you know, when Tom Brady got that last Super Bowl, it put him over the top, in my opinion. You know, I'm not going to get into the argument about system quarterback or anything like that. I think the one thing that amazed me about what I see from Tom Brady this late in his career is that, you know, he's still amazing in getting better. I mean, Montana, unbelievable. That's why, in my opinion, he was number two. But in number one goes to Brady because look what he's been able to do. Last year, he was pretty much running a spread offense, almost a college spread offense, without that benefit of a running game, without much on the offensive line. 
and he was just tearing it up. And so, uh, no, in fact, and I'm looking forward to see once he does get back from his four-game suspension, which it looks like that probably is going to stay, that uh, he's going to be on a vengeance. He was on a vengeance last year, and you saw it all through the season, and it took his game to a higher level. We'll see where it takes his game this year. John, if we look at the other side of this, which is the labor management uh, war, it appears to me that if this stands, which I think it's going to, this was a big blow for the players and the players' union, uh, putting Brady aside, in that prior to this, uh, one could theorize how much power the Goodell had or did not have. But now there's a federal appeals court decision not only saying that he has uh, all this power, but also in several instances saying to the players, you want something different, you should have negotiated something different. Where does this leave the players and the union uh, going into their next negotiation? Uh, I'm pretty uh, worried about that one because I have to think it's going to be very difficult for the players to get much back, and they're going to have to try to get much back. Now, remember, this is what they agreed to, and that's what the two judges affirmed in this most recent decision. It's like, hey, if you had a problem with Roger Goodell uh, having this kind of authority, you should have changed it in the CBA, and you elected not to do that. But I still go back to when this all started. And it really started back when Adam Jones was having his problems. Because I remember I saw Gene Upshaw, the late Gene Upshaw, at the uh, Indianapolis Marriott, and he was getting a cup of coffee. And so we started talking, and he goes, hey, so what do you think about uh, this player uh, discipline issue? Because, you know, it started to come from the players, go through Gene, go to Roger Goodell, and literally the players were asking him to help save the game to a certain degree by trying to clean this up and give him the authority. So it kind of started on the ground roots by players, and uh, it was never changed in 2011, even though that could have been a bargaining chip or it could have been something that they traded out. And so, yeah, from that standpoint, I mean, this is a big loss because, as you can see, we're midway through this 10-year deal, and they can't change it. I mean, they unless uh, another court takes it, and right now the odds are against that. Hey, John, and we're speaking with ESPN's John Clayton. A couple of things. First of all, I was glad to see you didn't challenge Charles Haley earlier. Never a good idea no, to no, get in an no, argument with Charles never, Haley. Not a good idea. No. Um, secondly, and John, of course, is a senior member, as we mentioned, of the Hall of Fame's Board of Selectors. Um, John, since we're talking about discipline here, do you expect Brady to serve that four-game suspension, or do you think it will be lessened? And as a follow-up, if it's not... How does anyone justify giving this guy four games for maybe having a, quote, general knowledge, unquote, of letting air out of footballs when Greg Hardy got the same penalty for nearly killing a woman? Yeah, well, I mean, I think you, you sound like two of the judges that have listened to this case. The first one, which pulled in Brady's favor, and the chief justice in the uh, second court who uh, basically said the same thing. He said, you know, there was no alternative uh, as far as a penalty. Uh, that uh, he doesn't understand where you get the four games from. I mean, you can see that there is a big question about that, and I think that is a debate. I mean, the problem for the players, though, is that what they can't debate is that he has the authority to do this, and you would hope through negotiations that maybe they can get something done, but those talks have broken off. I mean, Roger Goodell at least has won the authority, will continue to have it, unless there's some major trade-out, and I don't anticipate that happening. But no, I think that because in many ways, I mean, the thing that kind of irritated me about the decision is the uh, the cell phone thing. Okay, it's bad when you destroy the cell phone because you're destroying evidence. But it almost looked like the twist in this decision, aside from the fact that it was in the CBA, was it's like, okay, so we destroyed the cell phone and that should make him guilty. Well, I mean, how do you know what was in the cell phone? That, to me, was a little disturbing. John Clark talked about the general knowledge of letting air out of the football. Do you think he knew? Air was coming out of those footballs? Uh, I, I think air was coming out of the footballs, whether he knew it or not. I mean, let's put it this way. 
we know one thing about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks since high school, and you can be a high school quarterback, is going to know the differences in the way the balls are. So you would have to think that he would have some tangible knowledge. He's not going to pick up which ones are filled, which ones are not, and all those different things. But, I mean, the one thing that we do at least know, at least as far as some of the things that came out of the case, is that you know there was somebody allegedly going into the bathroom with the uh, ability to take out air from the football. Now, again, we don't know for sure if he knows about it, but you'd have to think there's a chance he might have known about it. But that's one that there is no evidence that can confirm that. Well, of course, John, and that's a good point. And a lot of people, uh, uh, Clark being one of them, you know, hang their hat on that. But I think we all know, uh, or many of us uh, know, that arbitration is not a courtroom. Uh, The rules are much looser in terms of evidence and not evidence. You're right. If this was actually a uh, a court case, you you, you couldn't get a conviction. Although Aaron Hernandez is doing double life uh, and no one's yet convinced and proven that he pulled the trigger. So there you go. I guess my question is, if, if you were the union, would you have proceeded forward knowing that the risk was pretty high that at some point you could get a federal court decision uh, against you, putting Brady aside, uh, that's really going to be a problem for your membership. Yeah, I I mean, I think they had no choice. I mean, even they had to just kind of follow the case and then hope that they got the right configuration of judges that were going to make the decision. And it turned out that, you know, in the first case, remember the NFL put in for that specific judge and just got buried in the court. I mean, they lost big time in case number one in this one i mean you can see immediately from march the third the sound of two judges you know they weren't going to buy the union's argument because they were going to go for the rule of law as far as you know hey normally you don't overturn arbitration you have a negotiated thing with the union you go with that decision and that's pretty much what they went so even though they knew the chance that they could uh, maybe lose this when you had to proceed. Number one, Tom Brady was going to make them proceed. That's one thing we know for sure. And then number two, you'd have to figure that, uh, you know, it's still there's still a small chance they can maybe move this into the second court with the 21-judge panel. And then if not, maybe to see if there's going to be something in the Supreme Court. I think you, if you're going to be the union, you have to exhaust all ways to try to clean something up that you think is wrong. Hey, John, I know you're at the draft. You know who's on the clock? We are. We got to go. <laughs> thanks, John. Thanks, thanks John. Okay, thanks. That was Hall of Fame voter John Clayton of ESPN. Up next, John Turney of the Pro Football Journal.